0: Welcome back to the Hammerdown Show on 1017. The Hammer 1017. thehammercom Hey, dot com. Hey, popping on over to our Hammerhead Hotline and Mike Carmen from the Lafayette Journal and Courier is on with us. Does a great job, tremendous job uh, covering uh, Purdue sports over there for the JNC. Buddy, uh, always great to uh, talk with you. I know you are eagerly awaiting uh, Coach Brom to uh, end practice so that uh, you can get a sense. Uh, this is the last time you guys get to talk to him uh, until the game on Saturday. I mean, the big question is, David Bell, will he or won't he? Do you have any sense of whether or not he'll be in action on Saturday yet?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, it's just a matter of if he practiced, how much he practiced, how did he feel coming out of practice, and then the next day. And um, and it, it's really a simple decision. The medical people are going to determine it. Uh, You know, because there are there are tests involved, and Mm -hmm. they're either they're either going to check enough boxes for him to play, and he's going to feel good to play, or they're not going to check enough boxes for him to play, and he's not going to feel good playing. And there's no need to risk, you know, anything with him. Um, Not only because you have a lot of season left this year, but when you look long term, just for his uh, individual stuff, you know, heading to the NFL, so. You know, it's really, you know, if they if he doesn't play, then they need some guys to, to to do some things they haven't done on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, it's tough when you lose a superstar like that too. I, I think it's hard to turn around and get a guy to come back after a uh, after a hit on Saturday to be good to go. It traditionally doesn't seem like that that happens very often. So obviously, Coach Brom and company are going to have to adjust, and, and they're dealing with another major injury there in the wide receiver room. So. Um, have you talked to uh, any coaches this week about how that might uh, offensively, from a wide receiver standpoint, this weekend?
1: Well, if you don't have David Bell, and as most people I think know, they lost the backup to David Bell and Marshawn. Yep. So you're down. You know, you potentially could be down two receivers. So the the, the perimeter guys would look like Milton Wright, who, who is a household name. You know, he's kind of played in David's shadow. Over the last three years, but a guy that's capable of, of stepping up and making some plays. He just, you know, he usually has one, one drop or two drops a game that, that uh, just doesn't look good. Uh, and he needs to get past that. He obviously has a lot of individual talent and skill that he, a number one guy. And, but it's all about dependability and having the confidence to throw to him and knowing that he's going, he's going to make that play. And then you've got a guy like Brock Thompson, who was a who was a transfer from Marshall. You know, he's an Indianapolis uh, player, went to Ben Davis. He had, you know, he's played, he's got experience, good leader. You know, I think he, he steps in there as well. And then you have your slot receivers with uh, T.J. Sheffield and Jackson Anthrop. Uh, when you get beyond that, you, you're, you're looking at guys that haven't really played a whole lot or played at all with, uh, Abdur, uh, Raheem, uh, Yassine, uh Colin Sullivan, and even maybe a true freshman in Preston Terrell. So uh, while they started the year with a deep group of receivers, some of that has been eroded with with uh, maybe a couple injuries. But regardless, you know they, those guys need to step up and play and produce. Still going to throw the ball. It will not. They can't lean on a running game that really doesn't exist right now.
0: We're talking with Mike Carmen of the Journal and Courier here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Over on the defensive side of the ball, uh, right before the game, we find that uh, Corey Trice out with an ankle injury. They really picked on Mackey there in that uh, secondary last week. Mike, um, what's Purdue going to do to be able to uh, address that this week?
1: Well, I mean that, that's a that's a thin position for Purdue. You know, they do have uh, Jamari Brown who. Who, they picked on last week as well. And I don't believe he allowed a catch or the receiver that he was guarding didn't, didn't allow a catch. Uh, but beyond that, you, you don't have a lot of other options there. So, you know, you, you're going to have to stick with Mackey. Uh, Jamari Brown now will get a second start. Um, he's a confident guy. You know, he came from Kentucky where he had, where he played, uh, some SEC games. So he, he's used to, to some of this. Uh, and then if they get in a, in a situation where they have to use another corner, it might be safety Cam Allen, uh, that would move over there, then you would shift another safety into his position. So they, they've, you know, they've got a plan for that. Um, and I don't know if Illinois passing attack, you know, frightens anybody right now, but all, all it takes is just one breakdown or one big play in that area to, to change a game or to, to seal a game.
0: Mike, how has the uh, temperament been from the coaches and players that you talked to early in the week, coming off of that loss at Notre Dame? Uh, you know, a game you felt like uh, Purdue probably had a decent chance to, uh, to to win, and of course, it's the first loss of the season, so it's the first time this team has uh, had to deal with that. Uh, what's the attitude been? What have you noticed out of players and coaches from uh, this week when you've talked to them?
1: Well, I think offensively, they were upset at themselves for not taking advantage of the early field position that they got, I mean, they started two drives inside Notre Dame territory and only got three points, uh, you know, and then they don't convert a fourth down that potentially could have led to a touchdown and maybe a 10 nothing lead. Uh, so the offense was upset at itself, and, it, you know, the offense really didn't create the number of big plays that it needed to. It, it, got, it got a couple. You know, King Drew had a long run, and, uh, of course, you know, Plummer hooked up with David Bell. Uh, you know, and Jackson answered you know, got involved in the second half in the middle of the field, but the offense was not happy with how it played and, uh, was not happy that it couldn't uh, stretch the lead or get back into, into the game with uh, more than just one touchdown defensively. You know, they gave up three big plays that were touchdowns that, you know, ended up being the difference in the game. Um, But overall, I think people are pleased with where they are at defensively. Uh, It's it's a different defense than what we watched last year and not talking about the scheme, just how they play. Guys like Jalen Graham and Jalen Alexander are flying around making plays. George Karloftis is, is in the backfield making plays. I mean, Purdue has five sacks this season through three games when they had five sacks through six games last year. So... They're trending uh, in a much better direction this year defensively. And to me, this is shaping up a little bit like 2017, where the defense is going to have to kind of keep everybody in the game until the offense can figure out a way to make some plays.
0: Well, when we saw that change in quarterback uh, last week at Notre Dame over to uh, Aiden O'Connell close to the end of that one, I I know Coach Brom said, listen, we kind of maybe a little stuck there. You know, he'd been taking those hits, and uh, they, they put Aiden in. And I know he also got a vote of confidence, uh, did Plummer, that uh, he is the starter. But do you feel like maybe your leash has gotten a little bit shorter with Plummer, or is this just a complete one-off? Just take Jeff Brom at his word completely that he just thought, hey, the kid was taking too many shots and needed a break.
1: Well, uh, I'll I'll answer that question in this way. These next two games are so important for Purdue that if he sees an opportunity that the starter is not performing at the level that it need, that he needs to perform, that he'll make a change because of the importance of these next two games. Purdue has to win these next two games, really, to put, them, put themselves in a position to get to a bowl game. Because the second half of the schedule is loaded with, as I like to call Big Ten landmines, that... It's going to be a struggle to to put together a long winning streak against who they have to play. So these next two games are at home: Illinois and Minnesota. And they have struggled against Minnesota in the past. But these games will define their season. Whether they get to four and one and then can get two more wins, at least two more wins in the second half, or are they set to two and three, really with no hope? So. That's a long-winded way of saying yes. He would make a change of quarterback if he feels like that's going to help him win one of these next two games or both of these games coming up.
0: I love you can call them landmines when you see him coming from a mile away like Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State. I get what you're saying with it. Uh, but uh, But you say uh,
1: you take the wrong step and then you you've blown up your season.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is 100% true. I, I I 100% get the metaphor. I just, you know, you say Wisconsin and all of a sudden you're like, okay, you're checking going, which one of these guys is running for two hundred and fifty yards against us? You, you know, you you, 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 but, have, you you've been through it too much.
1: Yeah, but the other the other equation of that is if, you, if somehow Purdue can win these next two games, you're four and one, you're full of confidence, you're full of swagger or whatever the young kids say they're full of nowadays. And then maybe <laughs> maybe maybe your Wisconsin becomes your two thousand eighteen Ohio State. Maybe that's the game that uh, you, you pull the you pull the surprise, and then you can take this season in you know a, a, a much different direction. But I don't think you can get there or do that unless you know you at least win one of these next two games, and preferably you win both to put yourself in the best position.
0: Mike Carmen, a Lafayette Journal and Courier, just does such a tremendous job of uh, covering Purdue sports. Uh, it does a great job football. I mean, basketball will be here before you know it. Um, I'll ask you this real quick. Katie Geralds, she she ready for that job? You, you feel like she's 100%? I mean, I know she kind of has to be uh, with the way everything has happened here. You don't really have much of a choice, though. But uh, uh, from what you've seen around the program, you, you believe she's ready to lead that squad?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of like uh, the question that was asked Jeff Brom this week. Uh, do you feel like your team is ready for Big Ten play? Well, you don't have a choice because it starts. So Katie doesn't have a choice whether she's ready or not. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's her program. She's gonna, she's gonna do the things that she feels are necessary to, to push this thing forward and kind of put everything that's happened, uh, in the last several years in the past, uh, and that, that stems from recruiting and everything else. So, yeah, she, she's ready to, to get going and, you know, hopefully things change for the better for the, for that program, but, you know, Katie's confident in her abilities, and I think the people around her are confident and are, are, are more than willing and ready to support her as she tries to get this thing going.
0: Mike Carmen, Lafayette Journal and Courier. Again, give him a follow on Twitter. Great stuff on game days. You get the backside report, which is uh, must-read tweets. Uh, you got to check that stuff out. And, of course, uh, get your subscription to Journal and Courier because uh, it's what Mike does for a living, and he's darn good at it. So make sure you check it out. Mike, always a pleasure talking with you, my friend. Thank you so much.
1: Maybe I should get you to sponsor my podcast.
0: <laughs> I can scrounge up something around here. Uh, I, I got a couple of cans of Diet Coke in the studio here, and I've got a Purdue calendar from 2020. 20. How, how does that work? Do we got a deal? It's a start. <laughs> it's a jump-off point for negotiations. <laughs> Mike Carmen, everybody. I'll see you on Saturday, my friend. Take care.
1: All right. Thank you for having me. Not
0: a problem, buddy. We got a break. And we'll come back. Coach Brian Nays, Central Catholic Knights, our guest next here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017 The Hammer.